Today we're going to be talking about baptism in the afternoon. You can go ahead and open your Bibles to Matthew in chapter 3. We'll get there in just a moment. Matthew in chapter 3. I'm a big fan of firsts. I like uh, <clears throat> experiencing things for the first time in most cases, not always, but uh, uh, whatnot. And it's exciting today. We've had our first um, uh, new members since we moved into the new building, our first baptisms today uh, since we moved into the new buildings as well. And it's exciting to see that growth, uh, continued growth, both um, individually and as a church as well. And uh, very excited about that. In pretty much every denomination, you're going to find some form of baptism as a part of their doctrine. And uh, you're going to find a lot of different things out there, but we have always strived to do things following the Bible's pathway. And we do that as well with our doctrine on baptism. And uh, we, uh, we're going to just look briefly at that this morning or this afternoon before we do the baptism. So let's pray. And then we're going to look at just a couple thoughts real quick, and then we will uh, get to it. Lord, we do thank you for um, your teachings and what we can learn from the Bible that you've given us. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to understand clearly the purpose um, of baptism and all that goes with it. And uh, Lord, we pray for your blessings, um, and your, we ask for your continued spiritual growth uh, for these young people today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's important to understand, and I'll say this again in a moment, but uh, baptism is not a part of salvation. I said it this morning. Um, baptism is a result of salvation. So we get baptized after we are saved, not to get saved. And we'll look at that all in just a moment. But baptism is obedience. If you've grown up in a, in a Baptist world, you've probably heard someone use a phrase similar to following the Lord in believer's baptism. Um, or taking the first step of obedience in baptism. And the reason why they use that terminology and say those sorts of things is because that's exactly what someone's doing. Following the Lord in believer's baptism is an obedience to God in baptism. And then uh, the first step of obedience after salvation is baptism. That doesn't mean you look at the timing. It's not like you have to get baptized immediately as soon as you've been saved. Uh, but it is something that is a, an, an obedience issue. If someone gets saved on their deathbed and dies and does not get baptized, do you think God's angry at them? No, of course he's not. Um, it's, but again, obedience is a step of obedience, and it is something to show forth, and we'll look at that in just a second. Um, we'll look at that. I'll, I'll, wait, I'll hold off on that one. But it really is kind of that first act of obedience that we can do to show uh, other people that we are saved, to announce, to proclaim that we are saved and following Christ. And Jesus is our example in this as well, and he submitted to baptism before he started his public ministry, before he started preaching and going out and doing all the miracles and things like that. And that's where we're at in Matthew chapter 3. Look in verse 13. The Bible says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have no need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be now, or so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. 
we see here Christ again being our perfect example. He asks, he says, suffer it to be, uh, allow it to be for the purpose of fulfillment. Uh, it was God's plan. Christ was obeying God's plan. It was fulfilling the plan that has been put in place by God. And so in obedience, Christ, and as an example, Christ was baptized uh, as we should be as well. So what is the purpose of baptism? Turn to Romans chapter 6. We're going to look at a few, few passages tonight or this afternoon. Romans chapter 6. I think this is as clear as it can be uh, here in Scripture. The purpose of baptism. And let's read several verses starting in verse 1. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. For we, uh, how shall we then, how shall we that are dead to sin live longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? And that's those that were baptized before Christ died. Uh, verse 4, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall, also, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin." Many things that God gives us are symbolic. Um, there's two ordinances in the church. It's the Lord's Supper and baptism. Uh, Lord's Supper, communion, call it what you will. Um, communion sounds too Catholic, so I like to use the Lord's Supper, but it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. Call it what you want. The Lord's table, I don't care. It's just a term, but the purpose of it's important. The reason why we do the Lord's Supper, the uh, juice that we drink is a symbol of Christ's blood that was shed for us. The cracker or the bread that we eat is a symbol of Christ's body that was broken for us. And so we, we partake in that ordinance uh, to remember what Christ had done, the blood that was shed, the body that was broken. Baptism is as well similar in the sense that it is symbolic in the, how, the reason why we dunk, immerse, if you want to use the, the, the proper term, the reason why we dunk and go under and bring back up, it's a symbol of Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection. And as this passage said, there were some that were baptized, it says in verse um, 5, for if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. And so the baptism is a, it's a, it's a two things really, it's a proclamation, it's a person saying, I have been saved and I am showing that to those that can see this. It is also a symbol of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Um, you can't get that sim symbolism in a sprinkling. Um, it, it is through immersion, and we'll look more at immersion in just a second. Um, so it's that picture, it's that public testimony of one's new identity in Christ. It says there in verse um, number six, knowing this, that our body, or excuse me, our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Thenceforth, henceforth, we should not serve sin. It is a symbolism. It is a proclamation of my new identity in Christ. I am no longer the sinner uh, that is walking around without Christ. I am now a sinner saved by grace following Christ as well. Turn with me to Acts chapter 8. And we'll talk just briefly about the, uh, the method of baptism, the immersion that we talked about already a little bit. Um, just another example, we see it actually in Matthew 3 as well, and we can go back there and look at it in a second. 
Um, but uh, in the Bible, anytime you're talking about baptism, you're going to find them talking about going into and coming out of. And so in verse, uh, look in Acts chapter 8, this is the uh, Ethiopian eunuch who Philip went and saw and, and ran to and shared with him the, the teachings of the Bible. And the man was saved in verse number 36, uh, verse 35, and Philip opened his mouth and began the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth it hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart that thou, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There's salvation right there. And he commanded the chariot. And that, that's important because Philip said, Yeah, you can be baptized if. Right? It's not a... Uh, you can be baptized and then believe. It is if, if you believe, then you can be baptized. Verse uh, 38, And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Back in Matthew 3, when we look at Christ, it had the same terminology. He went into uh, the water. And, and the importance here again, and again, we look back at the symbolism of it, the picture of the death, burial, and resurrection. You've got to go down before you come up. And uh, that's, that's part of it all there. And then... We'll finish with this. Baptism is essential for spiritual growth. Again, it's not for salvation. Salvation is by grace, through faith, not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is all of God. So you cannot do an act, a religious act, if I can use that terminology, of baptism to be saved. Uh, salvation is through Christ and through Christ alone. And I believe we made that very clear this morning. But you cannot follow God if you're not going to obey God. You're not going to grow in God if you're not going to obey God. It just doesn't work. You cannot get closer to God if you refuse to obey. And so baptism is essential for spiritual growth. If, we're not, if we want to grow in Christ, which if we've been saved, we do, if we want to grow in Christ, we have to start by the simple acts of obedience you know, um, I talk about this with the teenagers some. We talk about it in services some as well. But the idea that um, we can follow God and not obey our parents doesn't make any sense because God said obey your parents. And so if we're not going to obey uh, in one commandment of God, we're not going to be able to grow in other areas as well. In order to grow in Christ, in order to have that spiritual growth, we have to obey, and it starts with some very simple things. Baptism is one of those things. Um, reading scripture for yourself is one of those things. Praying uh, consistently with God is one of those things. Obeying your authority is one of those things. It, it's simple things. We oftentimes think about spirituality as these big moments in life, but oftentimes it's just the minute by minute, day by day things that God says you need to do. And so many times we want to ignore the, those things to try to get to the big things. And God says, you're never going to get to big things if you don't do small things. So just a consistent obedience, and that is what is essential for spiritual growth. And in order for us to be obedient, then we have to be baptized. I'll close with this story, and I know that, that uh, she wouldn't mind me telling this story, so I'll tell it to you anyhow. Um, we had a lady in our church in Indiana, and I may have said this before, but I'm going to tell it again anyhow. And she had been saved for quite some time, but she had not been baptized. And the reason why she had not been baptized is because she's scared of water. Um, she's, she has a, uh, uh, I would say an irrational fear of drowning there. I understand rational fears of drowning. This one was intense. It was like no baths, uh, no swimming pools, no anything. I'm scared to death of drowning. 
And uh, she came to me, and she said, her and her husband came to me, and she said, you know, I need to be baptized. I haven't been baptized. I did a, I did a message on baptism. And uh, she said, but I'm, I'm scared to death and, uh, and whatnot. She cleaned the church, and so I just encouraged her. I said, um, when you come in to clean, why don't you go sit in the baptistry? It's empty. Go sit in the baptistry and pray about it. And so every week she'd come in to clean, She'd take some time and sit in the baptistry and pray about it. And I said, when you have peace, let me know, and, and we'll go from there. And so after several weeks of that, uh, she came and she said, okay, Pastor, I'm ready to get baptized. And, you know, it's, it seems like something so little. And sometimes, especially if we can't comprehend the fear of it, um, then it makes it a little harder for us to understand that kind of situation. But you know what? Everybody has different hurdles they're going to have to get over to obey God. And sometimes it's not as simple as a, I mean, it's, it's easy to have that hard love mentality of you push them off the deep end. When I was learning how to swim and to dive off the diving board, my teacher grabbed me by the ankles, held me over the water and dropped me in because I wouldn't jump off the diving board. Um, and he, he was with us in our second building, by the way. He's a missionary to Australia now. But, um, but he did. He said, he said if, you won't, if you won't do it, I'll make you do it. And grabbed me, hold me over and dropped me. You know what, there's a time and place for that. But when you talk about spiritual growth, it is a decision that a person has to make. And they have to decide when they're going to obey, how they're going to do it. And, uh, and in that case, she did a, a wonderful job of, first of all, um, asking, talking, and not just holding it all inside. And then second of all, she did what was necessary. She prayed about it. She took time to pray on it and ask for God's help to, to obey. We can't obey on our own without God's help. We, we can make that commitment to obey, we're still going to need God's help for the obedience. And so she prayed about it. The Lord gave her peace, and she was baptized, and we rejoice now she's a pastor's wife. Um, and I mean, she was already married to the guy, but now they're pastoring uh, there in Indiana, and, and I'm so thankful for the Lord has done in their lives. And it starts with obedience, and then growth can go from there. So we're excited today. Uh, we've got two young people that are getting baptized today, and uh, we'll explain a little bit of both of their stories in a second. But um, we're excited that they have chosen to follow the Lord in believer's baptism and uh, take that first step of obedience today. It's going to be a quick process once we get in there. Um, and so um, we're excited excited about that. Jason and Miss Kathy are going to come. We're going to sing until we're ready, ready to go. And uh, once we're all ready and set, um, we'll go on with the baptism. <laughs> 